This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. Absolutely delighted to bring back special guest Sammy Mockbell, of course, Chief Football Reporter at the Daily Mail to talk about all things Tottenham Hotspur and the transfer window. Sammy, lovely to have you here. How are you? Very good. How are you, Chris? Very good. Very good. Um, pleased that Spurs have got some early transfer business done. But I, I just wanted to ask you first, Sammy, um, what's it like at the Daily Mail right now? Because... You know, normally it's a very, very busy window and it seems to yeah. be very quiet right now. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, it, it goes across the board. I, I, I was speaking to a to a, a sporting director this morning who, you know, was like, well, you know, oh, I was going, it, when's it going to happen? When's it going to, you know, when's it going to get going? And he's like, no one really wants to spend the money because you've got, you've had the, the FFP issues, obviously, with, uh, with Everton and Nottingham Forest this week. So, you know, people yeah. are, are petrified about that overspending and then interestingly the other thing that he said if you go towards the top of the championship where the bulk of the rest of the money apart from the Premier League is spent he he was suggesting that probably the the top five five of the top six spaces are probably pretty much decided so clubs in the championship are even like oh should we should we spend our money this year without you know with, without uh, with little hope of getting into the playoffs, or should we just keep our powder dry till till next till next um, next summer? So I think there are a myriad of reasons why the the, the, the um, clubs are uh, aren't spending the money. But in saying that, I just think, and it you know it's inevitable, isn't it? Last few days of the of the transfer window, something will happen to sort of to trigger that domino effect, and then I think everyone then will will um, throw money um, throw money around like it's going out of fashion. Did you actually expect the transfer window to be this quiet? Yeah, before yeah, I did actually. Yeah, before the before the uh, January, yeah, in December, I was getting a lot of the information. I was getting was loans. We're looking at loans here, maybe loans with a view to or loans with an obligation. 
Um, I um, yeah, I, I was expecting it. In saying that, in terms, you know, we we we're on a Spurs uh, podcast today. And listen, I'm not I'm not here gonna I'm not gonna sort of be on here and 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 um, uh, comp- you know completely applaud what Daniel Levy's done over the past 10, 15 years. But I think the way he's run the club. Uh, in 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 the in the modern era of FFP, I think that is what has allowed them to go and actually go and get these these signings in early doors this 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 January, uh, while others are, are like mm, we're not sure we've got the funds. Are we you know are we are we are we at our limit? And um, thankfully for Tottenham and you guys that they you know they've they've had the ability and the and the finances to go out and and get those deals done really really early. Sammy, I'm reading lots of reports at the moment that there's going to be revenue boosts in future windows because of the way that Daniel Levy and the board have run the club in previous years. And of course, uh, it fits in with the Premier League profit and sustainability rules. Um, mm. Do you know much about that? Do you know much about how much Spurs will have in future windows and whether Postacoglu will be heavily backed, so to speak? Mm. Because I know, you know, to a lot of fans, it's all about spending money. But for me, it's all about the right recruitment, which Spurs seem to be you know, fully uh, doing right now yeah. because, of course, the summer window is good. The transfer window so far has been good for Spurs. A lot has changed, doesn't it? Yeah, a- a- absolutely. And I think that, you know, what what Daniel Levy has tried to implement and, and the guys around him have tried to implement over the over the years is this sort of self-sustainable model. Uh, and I think, you know, they've, they've, they've certainly managed to achieve that. And, we, and I think we are seeing the benefits of it this this uh this window um moving forward provided there is continued i think that's a self-sustainable model is contingent on success mm. and what i mean by success is is qualifying for europe because then you have those those extra sort of revenue streams obviously you went out you know without european football this season yeah uh, so that's a blow but you know if you can make it into the top four uh, this season, even Europa League, that you know, there's money in the Europa League as well. If you can make it top four, top five, then um, that will benefit the coffers for, for for future recruitment. You know, in the next window and the next in, in the next winter window. Sam, we often see your reports in the Daily Mail. What's it been like for you reporting on Spurs this season? The the real difference under Foster Coglu? Yeah, yeah it, you know, it's like chalk and cheese, isn't it? You know, we we've, we we've we went from Pochettino, and I was I was there for those for those you know heady days, you know the, the the two title races. I was there for the Champions League final, the the night in that I think is still my most memorable memorable night in football, sort of covering football. It, it was it was one you you know covered in beer, all of that, and it was it was incredible night, and I was there for that. But then to go to have then gone to from that to the uh, the pragmatism. Of of obviously Jose and then Nuno and then you know eventually Antonio Conte, it was yeah it's never a chore going to Tottenham and because you've got such a wonderful stadium um, and I enjoy you know I, I always enjoy going there, um, but watching the football under those three managers, unfortunately for you guys, you know the match the match going fan who go sort of week in week out, it was yeah it was a difficult watch. Uh, yeah. You know, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure Chris, you'd, you'd sort of be testament to that. But yeah. then, you know, you know, Ange Postecoglou. I think there was a lot of scepticism 
um, at the start of the season, effectively saying, who is this guy? He's come from Celtic. He's not, you know, he's not been in the top league. He's achieved, achieved basically nothing. Um, he's been like a breath of fresh air. The, the football is incredible. Um, front foot football, high octane football, pressing, you know, you're in you're in teams' faces, you're keeping the ball, you've got a philosophy. Um, and you, you know, you're the, the team are drilled to stick to that philosophy no matter what, no matter what we've got. And we saw evidence of that in that rightly or wrongly in that game against Chelsea, where you had uh, <laughs> where you had two men sent off, but we're still playing up towards the halfway line. And yeah, the merits of that, as I say, are open to debate, but credit to him and credit to the team but they stuck by their principles and there's a lot to be said for that and you know we can respect that um uh you know the proof in the pudding will be in the results and the results so far have been have been pretty good i think you're are you fifth sixth or fifth in the table fifth at the five, moment five points yeah. five points adrift of of, of the leaguers uh, the leaders liverpool uh we've been touching distance at the top of the table you know you've got a real shout if not of, of not winning the Premier League, I'm not sure you've got enough to do that. But, but certainly being in the top four, and that would represent real progress, I think, uh, under that. So, yeah, the, you know, covering the, the, the first six, seven months of his reign would been a pleasure, really, because, the, as I say, the football's been football's been great to watch. And, and just in terms of quote, you know, the quotes and his press conferences and, and his dealings with the media... Yeah, he's such a good guy. He, he, you know, you could sit there and listen. You know, he he he'll be the perfect kind of guy you go and have a beer with on a on a Friday night, wouldn't you? He's he, he, he perfect, and and you can understand why fans relate to him, but also why the why the players, whether they're in the team or not, whether you know they relate to him and they like him as well because he's honest, he's straight up and down, uh, and you know, listen, things could easily change based on results. Um, and things start coming out of the woodwork, but you know, opening seven months, I've not heard, I've literally not had a a, 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 a bad word said about uh, Ange Postacoglu from, and this is from people that you know who are in and around the 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 club, who's you know who players, for example, aren't in the team or aren't in the, you know on the peripheries of the of the first team who aren't involved yet they they're still saying that this guy is is great and he's honest and that's all you can really ask for and and uh, for that reason yeah you know, I think I think Tottenham have got a fantastic manager and one that they, that they should they should build you know you for so many years you, you you built your the club around Harry Kane didn't you but I think you now have a hit figurehead in the manager you know you, you build your club around him and his and his philosophy, and you buy the players and your recruitment according to what his style is, and I think that's I think that's perfect a perfect setup for the for the club moving forward. Sammy, what's your understanding on who does what? Because of course, Fabio Prachi still works for the football club as a consultant. I want I want to get your definition of that. Um, Scott Munn, of course, has come in. Johan Lang has come in uh, in October from Aston Villa. Who's now in charge of what? Who does what? What involvement mm. still does Daniel Levy have in the transfers, etc.? Yeah, listen, Daniel Levy will still have will still have a um, uh, a, a say and 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 you know a word in and in, in in those conversations. But the way they've now set up that recruitment strategy is that there's you know there's you've got as you say you've got you you know you've got a, a, a sporting director, i.e. in in in, in Lang, you've got someone who oversees the whole sporting operation in Scott Munn. 
you've got uh you've got the, the the effectively like the chief scout now that came with um that came with Lang from from Aston Villa and you've got Parat you know Paratici who's there as a consultant who's got so much experience the, the the good thing and the best thing about about Fabio Paratici is is the the contact book he he you know he knows everyone he know you know and if there's a deal to be done yeah. for a player he will know about it mark my words and um i think tottenham have benefited from that um over the past kind of obviously couple of years and and i, and I think you know despite what um that, that sort of the stuff that's gone on around him in italy and and and, and those issues i think it's an you know he's done fantastic work there but you know mark my words and and um and i i hear i hear a, a lot of what's going on there and how he drives their recruitment policy um and they're very lucky to have him. They're very lucky to have him. And um, I think at the moment that the, the the recruitment team is is working in synergy. Um, they've managed to get these two plays over the line early January, which is absolutely unheard of in terms of Spurs. I, I would come in here on on you know, for example, on January you know January the thirtieth, and you'd be pulling your hair out because you hadn't signed anyone. And now you know you, you with, with you know with two you know two and a half weeks in, and you've you've you know you've signed two players and. You, you know, you may sign a tournament midfielder by the end of it. Who knows? But um, yeah, and, and I think that is testament to the work that Daniel Levy has put in over the over the past few months, and just trying to weave that 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 recruitment team together. Sammy, as you mentioned, Radu Dragusin and uh, of course Timo Werner in. Um, what have you made of that business so far? And um, you also said earlier that you don't see Spurs as title contenders. Mm. What else do Spurs need, in your professional opinion? In this window to make Spurs top defenders, um, it's a very good question because if you take if you if you take all your players in terms of a starting eleven, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to look at that and, and say, yeah, you could probably do with you could probably do with strengthening there. But I think it's the depth, isn't it? It's the, the depth of it's the depth of the squad. It's the it, yeah, you you couldn't roll out that. Those same eleven players week in week out. It's just not. It's not. It's not feasible in modern day football. So I don't necessarily think there is one area that that needs that would just need strengthening. Um, obviously, look, you look at it and you lost Harry Kane. You lost all those goals. But then you know you you know you look at the, the way that Son's hit the ground running this season and taken over that mantle as as the main man. And you, you you may think that you don't need a central striker. I think the club are looking for a central striker, but. I'm, I, I think that they would look to do that next uh, in the next window rather than this one. Um, maybe one more centre midfielder, uh, just to supplement what you've already got. You know, a, a top quality one that can play. But I don't think you're a million miles away. But I think the depth in squad of obviously Manchester City, uh, Liverpool now, and and you know Arsenal um, would probably just be uh, a bit too a bit yeah you know, they're a bit too advanced in their in their cycle for, for 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 you to win the league, I think. When we talk about Spurs getting transfer business done early in the summer and this window, yeah. who's been the driving force behind that? Who's been the the one person, if you like, you know, driving that to get these deals done early? Because as you said, you know, you've come on this podcast before and, uh, you know, I have lots of journalists on and we're all right at the end of these windows going, where are the players? And then, of course, we sign hmm. them, you know, Pochettino, for example, went 518 days without signing multiple windows. Mm. What's been the driving force behind these two windows so far? It's, I think it's, I think it's a collective. I think they've recognised an opportunity here to 
you know, they're in the top, you know, we, we can we can make the top four here. We're within touch and distance of the of the um uh, of, the, of, the, of the Premier League, top of the Premier League. Let's have a go at this. Let's have a go at this, you know. And I think I think rather than it just be one person who's driving it, I think there is a collective there of of the recruitment guys that we've already mentioned and they've spotted an opportunity to, you know, if we can do this and we do this properly, we've got, you know, we can we can recoup the money that we spent in this January in in the summer by 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 qualifying for the Champions League. Um so I think that's I think that's the driving force, you know, and you know a lot of credit. Listen, a lot of credit again, you know, you know, would have to go to Daniel Levy for for for, for leading that process and putting and, and weaving all those those bits of those bits of the puzzle together. So yeah, it's not often I guess that we 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 would come on here and praise Daniel Levy, but I think it, at the moment he um, he deserves he deserves the plaudits that he's getting. Sam, you mentioned about um, Spurs possibly looking for a striker. Do you see, uh, with the form that Richarlison is in right now, of course, he's had a hard time at Spurs since signing from Everton, but of course, he's in fine goal-scoring form right now. Do you mm. see him continuing as Spurs' main striker next season, or do you think that Spurs may let him go to Saudi, perhaps? Um, it, I, I I have to remind myself remind myself of what the contract situation is. I think it, will he have one? Will he enter his final year in the in the summer? I'm not too sure, but I I, I think they look. I think they will look for a centre forward. I think that's absolutely cast iron is what they that they will look for. Whether that means Richarlison um, would look to leave, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I I think he's enjoying his time there at the moment. Obviously, he's the main man. He's reveling in. He's, re- he's reveling in the um, in the responsibility of uh, of of leading leading Tottenham's attack. Um, you know, you know, if he, if he finishes if he finishes the season with you know by scoring another sort of eight to ten goals, for example, he's in possession of that shirt. It, it, it's difficult. It'll be difficult for Ange Postecoglou next season, despite their plans, to drop him. You know, from for, from for the first game of the season. So yeah, I'd be surprised if if even if they did sign a striker, which I expect them to do. Mm. But even if they did sign a striker, I would I'd, I'd be surprised if Richarlison would would look to move. It, you know, if uh, it may be that the club think you know that's that's move him on, that's that's try and get someone who move him on, and then get someone who would be happier playing second fiddle to to, to a new striker. But as we've seen in the past with Tottenham, that is easy. That is very much easier said than done to get someone who knows they're coming in to play second choice. Um, you struggled with that yeah. for, for the best part of sort of eight to 10 years. So um, yeah, I, you've got, you've got one, you've got, you've got a, a striker at the moment in Richarlison who is proven as scoring in the Premier League. He scored Premier, you know, he scored at, he scored at the Premier League for now for three different clubs. So um, I would, I would, I would be surprised if Tottenham were active, would actively look to to to, to, to sell him. Is um, is there interest from the Saudi league though? Is that is yeah, that there, is, there is interest in, from the yeah. Saudi league, and there has been, and that is historical. And I'd imagine that will that will come to fruition, and that will come to the table again. Um, but he's a competitive boy, from what I understand. Is is Richarlison, and yeah, listen, the money's obviously fantastic in in Saudi, but. I think we're already seeing uh, roots of uh, some of the players going over there and regretting it. You know, Jordan yeah. Henderson's come back. 
you know, there's a lot of rumours and and uh, about Karen, you know, Karen Benzema wanting to come back. Roberto Firmino, you know, isn't happy in Saudi. Um, the grass isn't always greener, and and while the money's good, um, I think these guys who have been at, you know, he's a Brazilian, he's a Brazil international. You know, yeah. they live off that sporting, off that kind of that sporting challenge, and yeah, yeah, I just don't think you'll get that. In, in in Saudi and you know the, I I think players of that it will all would always go there and struggle because it, they they'll miss it they'll miss something they'll miss that spark of, mm. of playing in those big massive games or you know playing in front of sixty thousand seventy thousand supporters uh, and yeah. you're not going to get that in, in Saudi and and you know I think what is what what the past few months have told us. With regards to those players playing there and thinking, hang on a minute, I regret going over there now. Uh, should serve as a lesson to, to to players next summer who who would think about going. Sammy, in terms of incomings um, from now until the first of Feb when the window closes, what do you expect Spurs will do, and uh, what do you think Postecoglou wants from now until the end of the window? Mm. I think he'd want. To, I, I think he'd want a, a centre midfielder. Uh, if possible, a striker, but I, I just can't see them doing both of those in uh, in January. I think a lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They may be able to get a, they may be able to get a, um, a centre midfielder over the line. Uh, there's been, obviously there's been a lot of talk about Conor Gallagher. From my understanding, it's Conor Gallagher. It, the, the interest is absolutely genuine. Yeah. Uh, if that deal was doable, they would do, you know, they would do it for the right, for the right money now. Um, I think, but I think, I think Stan, there's too many obstacles in the way of that. Um, I'm not sure Conor Gallagher wants to leave mid midway through uh, the season. Um, his contract talks are ongoing uh, at Chelsea, uh, so I think they're waiting to see if there's a resolution in terms of that. But if he hasn't signed a contract by the end of the season, which means he en he enters the final year, I think Conor Gallagher to to Tottenham next season, next summer, ahead of next season, we'll, we'll have legs. It certainly will. But there's a lot of it, you know, if buts and maybe to, to to happen before then. But if this situation is unchanged, uh, I think that will be one that could that could uh, that could gather pace. Do you know of any other midfielders Spurs are looking at right now? No, not really. The, the, the Conor Gallagher's the the one. Obviously, Calvin Phillips is is uh, uh, one that a lot of the clubs have looked at and. The the finances attached to that deal, from what I understand, are, are really prohibitive. Um, you know, I think I think Tottenham have looked at that situation. If I'm being perfectly honest, and thought mm, we're not we're not we're not entirely sure that makes sense. Um, yeah, so big big signing on fee, and then you'd have to pay a lot of his wages, if not all of his wages. And then I think Man City may look to include some sort of 
um, deal that would make it, you know, an obligation for for him to then for that club to then sign him in the summer. So I think there's a, there's a big commitment there in terms of Calvin, Calvin Phillips in terms of the finances for a player. Let's not forget that has basically hasn't played regular first team football mm. for what coming close to two years. So that he that would take time to get up to speed, one hundred percent, and. Yeah, to fork out that kind of money for a player who may take you know four to five six weeks to to to, to get match fit and match sharp is a is a lot of money. Does it depend on Spurs getting a midfielder if uh, if we do sell uh, Pierre Mujoibier and what's the latest on him? Because various clubs it's been reported widely that various clubs have been interested. Mm -hmm. He doesn't seem that happy at the football club. It seems like he wants to leave. Do you think that's uh, going to be a possibility this summer? Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's January. Yeah, Chris, he wants to go. Um, you know, he's not actively seeking to go, but he's he's very open to he's he's very open to 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 leaving Tottenham. You know, once everyone's fit and available, you know, he goes way down. He goes way down the pecking order. But it just shows you, though, things can change really, really quickly in terms of injuries and availability of players. That yeah, you know, Pierre Emil Hoiberg was with nowhere near the first team at the start of the season, and. In the you know they were the lower you know he was looking to get out he wanted to leave for uh, Atletico Madrid uh, and he was you know he was I think behind the scenes he was pretty forthright with saying that yeah I'd, I'd rather I, I would like to move um, for whatever reason that didn't happen and he started the season on the bench but you know um, he's he's played he's played fairly regularly of late because of because of injuries and suspensions and international duties and stuff like that so. Um, I think Tottenham were probably right in 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 keeping him for for the for, for for this six month period from the summer, but if there is a good offer, um, if there is a good offer for Pierre um, Emil Hoiberg, I I think they will will they will definitely listen to it given given what how we down the how, what we look in. I think if they if they were to get something in the region of fifty you know fifteen twenty million quid, I, I you know for and, and I know it sounds a lot, but um, he's a proven international. He's a proven Premier League player. If that, I think that would, I know, I think that would suffice. Sammy, what do you think the futures hold for people like Javert Tanganga? Of course, he's gone out on loan. You know, he's come back from Augsburg. He's now gone on loan at Millwall. Sergio Regan on another one uh, went on loan at Manchester United. Come back now, gone to Brentford. They're straight loans. They're not uh, buy options. Are you surprised by that? Because you know, some of these players, it, it just seems that some of these players really do need to get off the books and Spurs need to offload them, but both players are going to come back in the summer. Yeah, yeah, partly. But then I think what the club are hoping, obviously, is that they go there and play play well uh, and then their value rises and then they're in a better position to demand uh, or ask for more money to look to sell those players on a permanent basis at the, at the, uh, at the end of the season. I think that is the, that is the logic with regards to not including those, um, you know, not not including those uh, those clauses and those terms in those in those in those deals, I can and I can see the logic logic in it. To be honest, um, I think you're right. I'm not sure those those players would necessarily have a have a long term future. Uh, uh, certainly, Tanganga and Jed, and Jed Spence, for example, don't have a long term future at the club. I'm certainly on Dan Spostakoglu, but. Football is still a business, and you know if they think there is means of getting more value on a player and getting more money in the bank, then um, they will. You know that you know 
by 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 them going on loan and playing well and then coming back and then selling them on. And yeah, they they will do just that. What do you make of the whole Jed Spence situation? Of course, he's gone on loan now to Genoa with an option to buy. Do you think he's finally going to knuckle down and and and, and play well that out there? I hope so. I hope so. Is he, there, there's obviously talent there. We saw that spell at uh, Nottingham Forest in the Championship where you know he played such a massive role in, in their promotion two years ago. Um, but in saying that, I think there is obviously there, there, there are highly documented issues with regards to his attitude and you know timekeeping, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, like, listen, I'm not. You know, I guess a lot of that is hearsay. Yeah. And we, you know, we need to be careful with how we, you know, how we approach that topic. But there seems to be a problem, um, or there seems to be an issue with regards to him certainly breaking into Ange Postacoglu's plans. He wasn't obviously wasn't part of Antonio Conte's plans. He went out on, um, he went out to Wren last season, didn't he? Last at the end yeah. of last season, I, I'm not sure if he played that often. Again at Leeds, got sent back early. Um, so yeah, the the. The the the, the, the the copybook doesn't necessarily write a positive story, but there's definitely a player there. And I think if he can knuckle down, just keep his head down and play regularly, then you know who knows. But I I think it'll be difficult for him to to fight his way back into what Postecoglou's plans. Sammy, what do you know about the Tongyon Don Ballet situation? Of course, he's on loan at Galatasaray. Uh, we talk about rumours about eating hamburgers and all sorts. Yeah, um, yeah. About, you know, falling out with the manager. Do you, do you know any more on this? Because, of course, they've got a buy option of 15 million euros mm. for the summer. Can you see that happening? No. And I, I, again, I, it's not one that I can... Um, I, I don't know what his contractual situation, how long he's, he's got left on his deal. But, yeah, I I, um, I, I don't think he's playing regularly. He's in I, I went there earlier this season and he started the game on the bench. I went to watch um, Bayern Munich. Uh, versus uh, Galatasaray in the Champions League, and uh, he came. I think he came off the bench, and I've seen since returning from Turkey. I've seen mm-hmm. since reports, seen reports about his attitude and some of the other problems that have that have sort of dogged him in the past. So, yeah, yeah I think that you know his his signing has been uh, one of the you know you know one of the most expensive in the club's history. But then yeah. I think it's you know one that's uh, you know effectively and, and time has sold us that it, it was a mistake. Brian Hill, do you expect him to go out on loan in this January window? Yeah, I think so. I think they're trying. Yeah, he's another player, isn't he? Who's who's way down in the pecking order once everyone's fit, and he probably wouldn't say much, see much game time. I I personally think there's a, probably a player in Brian Gill um, who could put who could do a job in the in the Premier League if he was if he was giving a run of games. But equally, I see the I see the hesitancy from from managers to give him that game time just. You know, and, and listen, we've seen some of the best players in that have played in the Premier League are small and and small in stature, aren't they? You know, you had Luka Modric yourself at Tottenham, who was, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't massive or, or, or sort of genetically big, but he was, he was such a great footballer. You know, still is a brilliant footballer. We've had, you know, David Silva, Bernardo Silva, Santi Cazorla. You know, size isn't everything, but I, I, I think managers look at him and and think he does just lack a little bit of that physicality. Uh, and his attacking and his technical attributes perhaps aren't quite up to the levels of a Modric or, or a Silva or yeah the two Silvers or a Cazorla to compensate for for his lack of his lack of physicality. So I expect him I expect him to for them to listen to offers for him. Yeah. Do you know of any interest for him from any Premier League clubs? Because the way I see it is that 
if you're going to loan him out again, you know, people talk about his physicality all the time. He's got to be to a Premier League club if you're thinking about keeping that player beyond the, the loan yeah. or finding, finding a buy option for a, a European club or, or anyone else. I haven't heard. I haven't heard of um, any Premier League uh, uh, opportunities for him. I think there'll be more of those in in uh, in Spain, yeah. um, where where clubs know him and know what you know 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 of his capabilities. Because let's face it, we know we, we, it's not like Brian Gill has come here and, and ripped up the Premier League, and they're going to be load of takers for him. Um, unfortunately, so I think if he was to leave on loan. It would be, it would be sort of, yeah, over, over certainly overseas. They'll have all they have more of a chance overseas. Sammy, what about Ryan Sessegnon? Because of course he's had a hard time. Uh, yeah. Played the FA Cup game from the bench. Uh, was out for eleven months before that. He's now out again, injured. Uh, yeah. Do you expect him to to move on from the club? It's, yeah, it's possible. I think it's possible. Um, from my my understanding is is that he hasn't been told and this was this was earlier in the week when I made a check I don't think he's necessarily been told that he can definitely go yet but um it will be interesting to see that if there is an opportunity that arises from another club to maybe do a loan uh at the end of this window towards the end of the window whether they would whether Tottenham would consider it um I suspect they they would give it sort of long and hard thought about it because again he's another player you know he he's got all the attributes I think I think Ryan Session's got all the attributes to be to be a top left-sided player in the Premier League but he's he's had such problems with his injuries that he needs to go and play and play regularly um to get him you know to get his body accustomed to to, to playing week in week out again mm. uh I don't think he's going to have that opportunity at um at Tottenham this season particularly given you know they're still in the FA Cup. They're fifth. They're going for Champions League qualification. Going for the Premier, you know, Premier League title. Um, so I, I, I certainly see the benefit of him going on loan. You know, maybe mid, mid Premier League, low Premier League, top champ, top Championship, and 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 sort of reviving his career, playing regularly, and then coming back next season and and, and trying to trying to make his mark at Tottenham again. Sammy, is there any news on um, Ivan Perisic going to Hadrick Split? Of course, he's got his injuries uh, or injury problems at the moment, but the um, Croatian window um, is extended, I think, to the 15th of Feb. Can you right. see that one happening? I think I think he'll end up going back to Croatia. I think he'll end up going to Hadrick Split. Uh, how that would look, I'm not sure, but I don't think we'll see him in a. I don't think we'll see him in a in a in a Tottenham shirt again. Which is, uh, ex you know, extremely unfortunate because I know he arrived here as a thirty-three-year-old, you know, touching thirty-four. Yeah. Um, but he's, yeah, he's been, you know, he's been one of the most consistent players in European football for, you know, for a decade. Fantastic player, and I think he would have done a really good job, um, it, you know, for, for Tottenham if he hadn't picked up those those two serious injuries. And it's unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, I, I I think his his age would has potentially caught you know caught up with him now, and I don't see how he could play in in a in a team like Ange Postecoglou's, uh, given the given the sort of the relentless relentless pace and relentless sort of work rate that players are, are required to put in at, at the age that the age he's at. I think he could go back to Hadrick Split and where he'd be sort of welcomed like you know like a like a king, and he can go see out his career there maybe. Sammy, despite signing Radu Dragusin from Genoa, we're still being linked with the likes of 
Lloyd Kelly of Bournemouth and uh, Koa Takara uh, from Borussia Mönchengladbach. Any any uh, truth in those two? I don't know. I, 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 I'd be surprised if, you know, if you went out and bought another another centre-back, another defender. Um, I think you're, pr you're pretty, you know, you're well enough stocked to, to, to see you through to the end of the season. I know you sold Dyer, but, you know, Romero and Van der Ven, um, uh, obviously the first choice partnership. Uh, and now you've got Dragusin who can who can slot back in there if necessary. Ben Davies can play. Um, so you've got options. Uh, I think they're you know if you were to spend more money this this month, I think it would be to strengthen in other areas, um, i.e. midfield, i.e. attack. Um, but yeah, that's not to say they won't they won't they're not doing their sort of due diligence now on players ahead of ahead of the summer window. Sammy, I'm going to throw some names at you um, and, and see what you think. Do Dominic Solanke, any truth in that one? Um, not that, not from what I've heard, Chris. I I, um, I I think he is a player that a lot of clubs have looked at, a lot of top clubs have looked at, and thought, yeah, we like the look of him. You know, he's um, he comes he's come through the academy system. At, I think at Chelsea, you know, we had his move to Liverpool. Now he's at Bournemouth. Um, scoring goals at, at, at Bournemouth and England, yeah. and I think Gareth Southgate will we, we, be taking notice of that ahead of the Euros too. Um, but that's not something that's sort of come across my radar. Um, that Tottenham have bitten. I'm not. You know, listen, they'll, they'll be looking at him and they will be watching him with great interest um, because um, that's what top clubs do. They, you know, they, they they look at they and they recruit and they scout good players. And, and Dominic Solanke is definitely a good player and one that is doing well in the Premier League. So. Tottenham will be looking at him and monitoring, but you know whether that's one for this month. Um, I'd be surprised. Morgan Gibbs White. Morgan Gibbs White is I, I, you know, Morgan Morgan Gibbs White is a really good player, and I think he is a player that has is is of long term interest to to Tottenham. And what I mean by that that he, he he isn't a new target for them. He he's a player that's been on their radar for 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 years, and they will have had they would have done all the due diligence. Due diligence on on him. They've they've got all the scouting reports, so they'll know all about him. They will know all about him. And uh, again, I'd be shocked if Nottingham Forest, given the situation that they're in, potentially a potentially a, a a points deduction, whether they would consider selling arguably their most influential player to Tottenham when they're when they're in the middle of a relegation fight. Um, I'd be shocked if that if that deal had legs this month. Sammy, on the points deduction for Everton, 10 points, with these new um, uh, things coming up uh, with Forrest and Everton, what what do you expect to happen, and particularly with Manchester City as well? What, how many points do you think they will be deducted, or do you think it, it could they could actually face a, a relegation? I don't know. You know, there's it, 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 so many variables and so many variants as to what could happen. How many, how many of those charges stick, you know, if mm. any... If all of them stick, listen. If all of them stick, then God, it's, it's Armageddon, isn't it, for, for for Manchester City? But you know they've got like they'll have the best lawyers in the world fighting fighting that case, and uh, you know it, it's hard to predict uh, or to say how many points or how much how yeah. much money will get fined. It's a difficult one for just to pluck a number out of the air. Um, but obviously, with 115 charges and with Everton getting. Ten. I don't, I'm not sure how many charges Everton was, but it wasn't 115. Um, then yeah, yeah, there is obviously there is a there is a precedent there for it to be 
at the very least, at least ten, which yeah, which is you know, which is a big, which is a big hit to take. Sammy, I keep seeing reports. Um, uh, Gio Gomez of Wolves. Is mm. there any truth in that one that Spurs are interested? Um, I, 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 he's not one. He's not one that I've heard, Chris. If I'm if I'm honest, um, that is that is to say the reports aren't true. I think the reports have come out of, of of is it Portugal? I think those reports have come out of and Brazil. Uh, Brazil, sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, that that isn't one that I've uh, that I've, I've been across, unfortunately, Chris. It must be so interesting to you as a journalist because, of course, all these reports come out. Uh, you know, Arthur's don't know what to believe. Yeah, um, it's hard, yeah. Hayden Hackney of Middlesbrough, Spurs interested in him? I think they 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 all the top six, top seven clubs are, are watching Hayden Hackney, one hundred percent. Yeah, they 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 are watching him. Um, Again, at what level? At what level of the interest is? You know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm not party to that. But Hayden Hackney is a, is a talent for sure in the championship, and all of the best, you know, all of the Premier League clubs will be looking at looking at him and thinking he might be one that they can do. Um, at the start of you know, if Middlesbrough, uh, if, if Middlesbrough is still in the championship next year, that they can still do, uh, they can do maybe do that next summer uh, as opposed to this one, this this winter. Adam Walton of Blackburn? No, not one, not one I've heard, Chris. If I'm honest, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know too much about him, to be honest. I've not, I've not seen, I've not seen much of Blackburn this season. There's, uh, there's, there's one that keeps coming up. Jonathan Rowe of Norwich. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan Rowe is a really good player, attacker, and I know he, he broke into the England under twenty one uh, squad earlier this season. Um, he's got a big, big reputation at Norwich, and I know there's a lot of clubs that have. Tracked him. I think there, uh, Norwich have also tried to get him down to a to a new contract. So it, I guess it will depend on how that situation goes with regards to his with regards to his contract and what what sort of mechanisms might be in that contract that would allow him to you know to to leave in the summer. But Jonathan Rowe, England under twenty one. I think it goes about saying that you know Premier League clubs, Tottenham being one of them, will be all over these guys and and, and watching them and and getting scouting reports and getting having people go out to watch them for sure. Sammy, last question for you. The under-21s are absolutely flying this season, mm. sitting top of the uh, Premier League two table. Um, the likes of Jamie Donnelly, who, of course, have been on the bench, had a couple of uh, sub-appearances in the Premier League under Poster Coglu. Alfie Dorrington hasn't made his debut yet. Um, players like that, Judson at Bell is another one, uh, You know, playing extremely well in the under-21s. Any chances of any of them going out on loan in this window? Um potentially but i think there is there is always a, a, a you know i think there will always be well what happens if we get pick up a couple of injuries and then those guys can then come into the first team fold and and, and at least train with, with with the guys so i think there is always a reluctance uh to let the very top in the middle of the season to let the very top youngsters go um but you know if Tottenham feel and the academy feel that it would benefit them uh long term and that is more more worthwhile than having them at infield training with the first team and actually going out and play some games. And I think that would be more beneficial than absolutely why not. I'm, I'm sure they would be open to doing that. So if I could ask you for a prediction where Spurs will finish in the Premier League at the end of the season? I think you finish fourth. I think you finish fourth. I think uh, not playing in Europe will, um, will, will, uh, will, will, will eventually benefit you. Sammy, you've been a great guest as, as usual. Thank you so much for your time. I know how busy it is for you 
during the January transfer window. Where, where, where can people find you and what you're up to at the moment? Um, so all my work is on uh, dailymail.co.uk. Uh, if you click on the sports pages and, uh, yeah, you know, we've got reams of, of, of football news there and, and reads. And on uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter, my, my, my handle is um, Sammy Mockbell. 81 underscore DM. Sammy, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.